Welcome to the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I'm Deborah Herlax Enos, a small town girl turned TV nutritionist and healthy living expert. I design health programs for the average guy or gal, including those average guys named Metallica. On September 1st, 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked every oncologist the same question, why did I get cancer? But none of my doctors had good answers for me. I wanted answers and that's why I started this podcast. I wanna help you to lower your cancer risk and provide self-care tips for those in the battle. I'm getting answers and I wanna share them with you. It's going to be hard to pick just one takeaway from today's episode. I had a great conversation with environmental toxin expert and green living expert at the Anti-Cancer Lifestyle website. Her name is Debbie. And we talked about, you know, environmental toxins in our home, but also in the air that we breathe. Um, we talked about EDCs, which is endocrine system disrupting chemicals. And it sounds really complicated. It's a, it's a, <laughs> A lot of words, but let me tell you how important it is to manage these EDCs in your life because they can impact your hormone levels. Um, they can impact your fertility and your inflammation and oxidative stress. She gave me a couple of great tips, and I'm going to go ahead and share one of them with you right now. She said um, to be very careful with the air in your home. It's something we do 12 times a minute. So we want to make sure that our air is as clean as possible. And that means maybe getting some plants in your home, um, keeping doors and windows open, just a little bit of a crack. And maybe you open them, you know, a little bit wider in the morning, kind of bring in as much fresh air as possible. And then she also said, um, as, to get rid of your stinky candles. So those candles with all of that fake fragrance, very endocrine system dis disrupting. So we want to make sure that maybe we get the battery candles um, or the, the unscented. So listen to today's episode. I think you will really enjoy her tips. It's really given me a lot to think about. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Did I Get Cancer? And I am talking to Debbie Demopier. So we got the two Debs on the, on the podcast today. And she is an environmental toxin expert and green living expert for the website, The Anti-Cancer Lifestyle. And I think I just found y'all on Instagram, which, you know, I seem to do most of my stalking. <laughs> we'll call it research, not stalking. You don't want to get arrested on Instagram. And you posted something in January about EDCs. And I thought, okay, I need to talk to them. So Debbie, welcome. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a really great conversation, I can tell, because we're talking about two things. One I don't know much about. And the other one, I am a habitual user of microwave ovens. Darn it. I have a feeling you're going to talk me out of that today. But let's start with... I'm not, okay. but okay. okay. All right. Let's start with EDCs. And can you just kind of give us a basic overview of, is this something we need to be aware of now if we want to be healthy? Oh, yes, we do. So EDCs um, is a short uh, shortening for endocrine disrupting chemicals. So these are chemicals that interfere with our endocrine oh. system. So... What's an endocrine system? So we have multiple organs and glands in our body, you know, thyroid, pancreas, reproductive organs, pituitary gland. You know, people have heard of all those glands. 
And those are organs that send out little messages to all the cells in our body to regulate and control the function of our body. So they're really important. Um, so that's the endocrine system. So endocrine disrupting chemicals are just what it mm -hmm. says. These are chemicals that disrupt this system that's really important for functioning in, uh, in our body. Okay. And, and does it get disrupted forever or is it just like a little bump in the road if you, if you ingest EDCs? Um, it's usually just a bump in the road with each ingestion. However, a lot of these EDCs we are constantly exposed to. So we keep going over these bumps and that's part of the problem. So when these disruptors get into our body, they can do it three different ways by either, you know, making the, the glands produce too little or too much. They can block the, the glands or block the, the um, chemicals or the endocrine uh, chemicals from doing their job, or they can mimic them hmm. and not in a good way. So those are the ways that the chemicals can disrupt our system. Um, but like you said, okay, one time ex exposure, probably not a huge big deal, but that's not unfortunately the, the world we live in. We're just constantly, I mean, everything's in our air. Mm. Our air's polluted, our water's polluted, our food's polluted, our soil's polluted. So if we're constantly getting exposed, we're constantly going over those little bumps. Huh. Okay. So, hmm. So we're surrounded, it sounds like. Correct. And uh, what's the most common way to get EDCs into your body? Uh, well, you have the three different exposure routes. So you can either breathe, uh, you can ingest like food, mm -hmm. um, or it can go on your skin. Oh. So all of those exposure routes have EDC potential. So for instance, the air we breathe, there's so many pollutants that are also um, EDCs. Uh, dust carries EDCs, a lot of flame retardants attached to dust. You inhale those, they go into your system. Of course, anything on your skin, you have the phthalates, you have all sorts of personal care products that might have EDCs mm -hmm. in them. Uh, and then the food that we ingest, you have EDCs not only just in the food, uh, but also in the food contact materials. So those three exposure routes are how we are getting exposed to these EDCs. Let's tackle each one. I'd love to just have an example, but I want to start with, let's pick an organ. Let's play a game, Debbie. Pick your, or pick your favorite <laughs> organ. I'm going to pick thyroid. So what okay. happens if my thyroid um, gets hit with EDCs? Um, well, there are chemicals that, uh, again, affect that. It can make you hypothyroid, mm -hmm. hyperthyroid. But the thyroid does a lot of things. One, for example, one of the things is bone regulation. So there are chemicals or EDCs that affect the bone formation, and they call this bone dysregulation. You know, you might end up with osteoporosis or something like that. So that's just one example of the thyroid. Again, there are multiple chemicals. I, you know, I, I can't even begin to memorize all the EDCs out there because there are hundreds. Mm -hmm. But that's an example of, of the thyroid, for hmm. instance. Okay. So let's continue with thyroid. And again, insert any organ here in this conversation. But um, so I might be breathing something that could impact my thyroid. So you said it could be in dust. 
Um, it's winter, and a lot of people use those, um, you know, like the fake fireplace logs. What about inhaling things like that or, you know, fabric softener? Can that impact my thyroid? Oh, uh, well, we're not sure. Again, it depends on what EDC is in all of those. But yeah, you just you just said some great examples. So anything that's burning, whether it's wood smoke, which, by the way, is a group one carcinogen, oh, okay. um, but the, the fake logs, certainly fragrance, you know, on your dryer sheets, fragrance from anything, whether it's a plug-in or fake candles or anything like that, they typically actually have a, a pretty serious EDC called phthalates. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a group of chemicals and they are particularly uh, worrisome for actually breast cancer, mm. but all, all sorts of um, reproductive um, organs and situations. So uh, it, it just in our air, for instance, you know, again, you gave some, some great examples, but also cleaning products. They have fragrance and other, you know, chemicals that release um, into VOCs, which are, is short for volatile organic compounds. Mm. And those also um, have uh, VOs, um, um, EDCs in them. And then you have um, PFAS, which is, you know, the Teflon-like material. Right. And that's also in a, in a whole bunch of things. Your flame retardants, um, all that stuff has potential to become airborne. Um, and you breathe it in and there you go. We don't know what it's affecting, but it, there's a lot of potential hmm. there. Okay, so that brings me to a question. You'd mentioned food. And so we can have these EDCs in food, but you said also the way food is packaged. What did you mean by that? So whatever the food is contacting, and usually that's your, your packaged mm -hmm. stuff, whether it's crackers or, you know, frozen foods or, you know, macaroni and cheese mix or something like that. Anything that's that's boxed or canned or bottled. Um, that's all food packaging contact materials, um, and a lot of a lot of those have coatings on them for a variety of reasons. Whether it's to prevent the sun coming in, or to make it slip out of the bottle, or to preserve it. Um, so there's lots of different reasons um, these contact materials are coated with certain chemicals, and some of these chemicals again have EDC properties associated with mm. them. So that's just the food contact materials, but it's also in the food, it can be in the food itself. So pesticides are, some pesticides are an EDC themselves. Atrazine is a good mm. example that's permitted by our country. It's banned in other countries, mm. but that's an example of a pesticide that is an EDC. And you can also get EDCs from the processing of the food. So for instance, milk, um, milk, when it comes from the cow, usually goes down this long plastic tube, mm -hmm. right? Okay. And that plastic tube off, often can have phthalates in them. And so then you're going to have it in the milk product. So there's different ways our food can get contaminated with these chemicals. And 50 years ago, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Oh, heavens no, right. because... You right. know, the, yeah, they, they couldn't test it. Mm -hmm. they, they didn't have the capabilities of testing it at these low, small, small levels that you find the EDCs causing disruption to the mm -hmm. hormone system. Wow. Okay. Okay. So mildly terrifying. <laughs> I'm just going to be really honest. Um, give us some action steps. What can we do? What do we, what do we maybe look for on a or package of crackers 
or a candle. What do we what do we look for? I still I love my candles. I want to burn candles. I, 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 know, I, know. I still buy packaged food. <laughs> I I'm I'm pretty good about you know cooking everything from scratch and you know rarely using prepackaged stuff, but what does somebody look for? Yeah. So I, you, you mentioned a, a few things already, which, which actually we cover with at the anti-cancer lifestyle program in our module. And we have, you know, blogs and ebooks mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff. So we just did one on candles specifically. Oh, okay. Um, I'll oh, tag that in know, the show notes, sure. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it, it's really, it's really useful. Basically stay away from paraffin and fragrance, but um, it, it goes into a uh, deeper than that as well. So with regard to EDCs, there's lots that you can do. One is plastic. Okay. So many EDCs are associated with plastic. Mm -hmm. So not only does plastic leach, it leaches under all sorts of conditions, whether, you know, it's sitting in a water bottle or being heated. You do not microwave plastic, period. I don't care what the companies Mm -hmm. say. You also have microplastics that are leaching. I'm sure you saw the recent article that had, you know, a quarter of a million microplastics in one water bottle, that kind of stuff. So um, you, you really want to pitch the plastic. So try and buy things in glass. Um, yes, canned foods are mostly lined with plastic, but you can, you know, buy companies that are really devoted to this, Eden um, and uh, Annie's. Is it Annie's or Amy's? I'm going to have to look at that. Um, that are really devoted. Eden is definitely devoted okay, to... Good making safe food. So that's if you have to use cans, but, but it's easy to kind of avoid cans, mm-hmm. you know, with glass and cooking from scratch, like mm-hmm. you said you did, but plastic's a big one. So whether it's, you know, buying a, a coffee to go or whatever, bring your own stainless steel or glass container, you know, just stop using as much plastic, mm-hmm. but you want to reduce pesticide use. So that means, you know, going more organic. You want to watch your cleaning products. So you want to go with more natural cleaning products instead of the synthetic ones because they're not going to have as as many of the EDC chemicals in there. Of course, the fragrance is mm-hmm. huge. Fragrance is everywhere. Oh my God, it's on it's on doggy poop I bags, know. right? It's crazy. <laughs> I was at the store the other day and trying to buy plastic garbage bags. You know? Oh my and God! Really? It was. I mean, I finally just left and I just said, okay, maybe yeah. this is just a sign that I need to you know, just recycle in a different way, have less, go- I mean, it brought this whole, I had a whole existential crisis <laughs> when I was at the supermarket. But I thought, goodness gracious, are we so concerned with our, our garbage that we are going to pollute our systems by spa- spraying Fabuloso, which is just the worst smelling stuff I've ever smelled, on every plastic garbage bag made in the U.S. Yeah, and 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 the marketers don't help because you can't right. tell. Right. They don't tell you that it's got fragrance. The whole aisle smells now. Right, it does. So you really can't, you can't choose. And, and it's, it's, it stinks, it right? It does. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, whether it's the garbage bag aisle or the, or the cleaning aisle, you can tell it's all chemicals yeah. because that's the aisle that stinks. Yeah. And honestly, no. I mean, I, I think I'm more sensitive now to it because I've, I've worked so hard to get them out of my body. Um, and, and you and do. I, yeah. And so now when I, even Christmas shopping at the mall, which, oh my gosh, I, I don't do that very often, but the smells and the perfume and people are spraying, smell this, smell this. It was like, ah, you're giving me a headache. 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're right. You, you, you become desensitized mm-hmm. as you become accustomed to fragrance. And also it's something called going nose blind. Mm. So your, your smelling organs and little cells, they just get tired. Yeah. And so they stop being able to smell that specific smell. Really? So it's called going nose blind. So that happens too. And then you think, oh, I need more, right? Oh my gosh. That's uh, fascinating. I've never heard that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So other things that you can do, um, avoid, you know, the PFAS chemical, which is the Teflon like mm-hmm. thing, which is again, kind of anywhere stain retel- repellents, water repellents, of course, our food cookware and, you know, glide dental fo- floss has the PFAS chemical on it. And yes, you do absorb that into your bloodstream. Um, flame retardants are big and, and still cash register receipts. Mm-hmm. They still have BPA on them or. It's kissing cousin BPS or BPF, which are just as mm-hmm. bad. So they still have that and they're not going to tell you, you know, yeah. that it is or isn't on there. So you try to avoid touching them, put it in your bag, get an email receipt, uh, and keep your hands washed. So you come home from the grocery store, wash your hands. That's a really great action plan because I don't, I mean, this is a heavy topic and it sounds like it yes. has, um, massive repercussions in our body. And so I don't want to gloss over the happy part, which is, hey, there are things you can do about this. Because I always want to, I'm a happy person. I'm a joyful person. I want to know what I can do today to be better today and be better tomorrow. So I want to make that available. So we'll tag that in the show notes. And And I I did want to add one more thing um, about the EDCs mm-hmm. and, you know, the BPA and the phthalates and the parabens are kind of poster child chemicals for the EDCs. And they actually really are important for, for breast cancer. And this is another thing that um, these chemicals can do. And this is really important for people with um, estrogen positive cancer who might be on estrogen blocking mm-hmm. um, therapy. Mm-hmm. So tamoxifen, Tamoxifen is one of those therapies, uh, typically done for five years or Mm -hmm. so. Well, tamoxifen, you know, blocks the estrogen. But if you go ahead and have BPA or phthalates or these things that mimic estrogen, you actually reduce the efficacy of tamoxifen. And there are several studies that show that. So these are actually serious estrogen, you know, disrupting chemicals that do this. They are disrupting the efficacy of um, therapies like tamoxifen and also also androgen deprivation therapy can also be um, reduced uh, the efficacy depending on which endocrine disrupting chemicals you ingest. So these are not to be taken lightly. These, these can very much impact, um, you know, your journey. Okay. So a couple things I want to unpack now is most of the people on my oncology team were encouraging me to go on tamoxifen, which I did my own research and I chose not to go that route. Um, But I've had, I had many meetings with him about tamoxifen. Nobody, nobody ever mentioned anything about watching the um, estrogens that I could be in contact with on a daily basis. And that sounds like that completely can impact according to the research how that tamoxifen is going to operate in my body to help me prevent a recurrence of breast cancer. Correct. And, and that is typically, 
um, not done. It's not on their radar. Uh, but it is astonishing the, the the medical profession has a different take in terms of, you know, they, they want to treat, they want a drug, go on your happy mm-hmm. way. And they're actually, you know, very empowering things that we can do ourselves. And, you know, they don't know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, you know, hopefully we can kind of fill in the gaps right. and um, help in, in that respect. Okay, it's a new year and every wellness professional that I follow on social media is talking about the importance of protein. I couldn't agree more. I I do eat a fair amount of really good high quality protein, but I also eat a very fair amount of organic non-GMO plants. So I'm going to give you a couple of pro tips. Here's my pro tip for chicken breasts. Um, Chicken breasts can be very thick and take a very long time to cook. Super high protein and, you know, lots of wonderful things about it. Um, But hard to cook after a long day and you want to try to get dinner on the table in 20 minutes. Here's the tip. Slice the chicken breast in half lengthwise so that it then becomes basically two thinner chicken breasts. So it's basically like a chicken tender. Cook it over medium heat. I use a really good oil like ghee or coconut oil or avocado oil. Um, the coconut oil will give it, a, you know, kind of a nice, almost like an Asian flavor. Um, great to add soy sauce or coconut aminos. Probably three or four minutes each side, um, depending on how you cook it. And then you've got dinner on the table in 20 minutes. <laughs> so I love that. Here's my other pro tip is Butcher Box has a great special right now just for my community. And it's only until the 31st, so you got to act quickly. And what it is, $20 off of your first box and free protein for a year. And you get to pick your protein. So your options are chicken breast, like we just talked about, salmon or ground beef. Here's the other great thing about ButcherBox is you don't have to do it for a year. I talked to my friends at ButcherBox the other day and they said, tell your community, take us on a date. Try us out for a month. If you don't like it, it is super easy to cancel. And if you do like it, you commit. You might commit for a couple months. Um, For me, I kind of do it every other month because I'm traveling quite a bit. So you can commit as long as you like. It's easy to cancel. But honestly, I think you're going to love them as much as I love them. And you've heard me talk about this before. One of the things that I love the most is that they know where the protein comes from because they know the farmers and they know the fishermen. So give them a try. Uh, All the info is in the show notes. Use the code ENOS to get this deal and let me know if you have any questions and please let me know how much you love it. If you love it as much as I do. This is, this is really amazing information that I think we all need, you know, moving forward because, um, EDCs contribute to inflammation. Inflammation is responsible for every disease in our modern culture. Correct. And and apparently uh, inflammation is responsible for about 25% of the cancers was the last statistic I heard. Mm. So it's, it's, again, no joke. And Mm -hmm. EDCs can affect, you know, the immune system. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and I love that there are things breathe. I know. Breathe. <laughs> I'm going to have to go do my <laughs> to take a namaste break. But um, many things have op- you've opened my eyes in many ways today. And so one of the things I'll say is we probably just need to take a look at our homes. If you know, a lot of us work from home. You know, we're spending maybe fifty to eighty percent of our day in our homes. 
And we probably need to take a look at the things that are around us, meaning the, the Glade plugins and, and, um, you know, lots of candles. I saw a meme online the other day of this woman. She was like raising her fists and saying, don't take my candles away. Like it's the only thing I have left. But there are other things we can do. It's winter. I love, I love burning candles. And so I, I do have a lot of, um, you know, fake battery candles. Um, They've got pretty darn good. And I know that they're not toxic. They're not like blowing anything into my, into my system where I'm going to be inhaling it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, now that you mentioned the air, especially in wintertime, just came out with a blog uh, this week about how to make your indoor air cleaner in the winter. Mm. So we just did that and we cover a lot of those things because like you said, especially if you're working from home, I'm not leaving my home all day today. It's snowing outside. So I've been home 100% today breathing my indoor right. air, which is more polluted than it outdoor It really air. is by a significant so, amount. And there's also right. some studies I've read. I've had quite a few air experts on. And they were saying that, you know, we used to spend maybe 70% of our time outdoors. Now we're about 95% indoors. And that indoor air is so much more polluted than going outside. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to microwaves. And it's so interesting. I got an Instagram um, question from our youngest daughter. Her name is Cece. And she said, okay, I see that you're you know, having this conversation today about microwaves. Are air fryers safer? And I said, you know, well, honey, I'm, I, I, what I'm hearing is that air fryers are made with Teflon. I don't have an air fryer. Um, they're made with like a Teflon type of material. So you're getting those PFAS, right, from anything that's Teflon. Correct. So she was saying- But they do make air- they do make air fryers that are stainless steel. Great. Okay. I did mention well, that, that to her. Option. So I'm going to look up some of those and I'll, I'll add those into our show notes. But so her question is, what's safer, a microwave or an air fryer? Well, they both run a motor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, microwave have sort of gotten, you know, this mythical evil thing to them. But the reality and the science shows that microwaves are no different emitting EMFs, which is short for electromagnetic fields. Mm -hmm. They are no different than the light on your cell phone, your computer, your blender, your electric uh, oven, your air fryer, your refrigerator, your vacuum. Mm -hmm. Anything that goes on with electricity is producing EMFs. The question is how much? So, and the good news is you can rectify the problem with getting having EMF spo- exposure by distance. Mm-hmm. So distance is absolutely your friend. So um, air fryers are going to produce uh, EMFs because they are a motor, and they, you know, if they're on, they are producing that as well. Um, and microwaves do the same thing. Blenders, hair dryers, they produce EMFs as well. So again, distance is your friend. The distance aspect happens immediately. So for instance, if you're using your cell phone against your ear, it, you know, you don't want to press it against your ear, but only taking it a, you know, a half an inch away makes a huge difference in terms of e- EMF exposure. And so the microwave is the same. It's stronger in terms of EMFs. So you have to go more distance. 
So the the most recent um, research I've I've, uh, I've uh, read is five to six feet. You're go- you're by the time you're at six feet from a microwave that's on and running, you have zero exposure to EMFs. So not a problem. So basically, it's like a lot of things. You shouldn't stand with your face against the you know the window into the microwave. You shouldn't stand right next to the to the blender kind of thing. So this distance is is real really helpful from all of the appliances, whether you're watching TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. Distance is your friend. That's really yeah. So that's super interesting, and I've I've heard that that before. Distance is your friend, and I. I think about um, my poor husband. I just bug him all the time about, hey, honey, put that down. Don't put that cell phone in your pocket. But one of the things that um, we're currently discussing is keeping the cell phone plugged in next to your head while you're sleeping. So you're you're saying, (laughs) so even if his phone is on airplane mode, you're saying that there's still going to be some EMFs coming out of that outlet? Correct. Okay. As long as it's on. So I believe the safe distance is, um, you know, if you really want it, zero is six okay. feet from a cell phone. Um, and then, and then you're, you're good to go. And that's true. I mean, people have baby monitors, mm-hmm. right? That all is EMFs because it's using the waves and the, and the, the Wi-Fi in the house. Right. So that's also exposure. You want to keep those away from, um, the baby as well. A good six feet at mm-hmm. least. So it's insidious where all this um, stuff is. But again, distance is definitely your friend. You don't want a cell phone in your pocket or stored in your bra at all. Yeah. Uh, If you've you've ever rested your cell phone on your thigh or or even put your laptop on your thigh, right? And your thigh gets Mm -hmm. warm. That's the EMFs uh, actually heating up your cells. So that's why you want distance from any of those appliances, and and that's good. That's going to solve the problem. Yeah, I, one of my pet peeves is um, watching precious little children with this laptop, you know, on their stomach, and they're playing games. And I just think, oh, oh, I know. can I just can I just I give you some unsolicited coaching, <laughs> parents? Right, listen, right. I know. Yeah. and we just. Yeah. And it's, you can solve it so easily. That's the well, thing. And that's what we're here to talk about today is we've, we've talked about a whole host of issues that can impact our health, but these are solvable problems. And I, I always like to end on a good note, you know, that, you know, you, you've talked about, um, you know, with EDCs, you know, making sure, you know, maybe you have an air purifier in your home and, um, you know, you're not using, you know, these super scented candles where you walk in and it's like, oh my God. I feel like I'm at, you know, Bed Bath and Beyond. But, you know, right. those types of things and and lotion. I mean, I just use plain old jojoba oil that I get at Trader Joe's. That's my lotion. I put a little essential oil in it instead of instead you. of the highly, you know, scented, you know, creamy, you know, s- yummy smelling. I just I don't smell yummy and that's fine. <laughs> I've made peace with not smelling yummy. But I've started to branch out and and use more essential oils, and I think I smell better again. (laughs) Full disclosure. But I've been on this process of trying to detox. smell smell too. Right, right. And I've been on this journey of trying to just, you know, detox my body after all the cancer surgeries that I had. So, and then it sounds like you're also saying, Debbie, that with any kind of anything that we're plugging in, be it an air purifier or a blender or a toaster oven, 
don't stand right in front of it. Right. Again, distance is your friend. As long as it's on electrically. So if the blender is turned off, it's it's not doing anything. It's not emitting any EMFs. Okay. So it has to have, you know, the electricity has to be on. Okay. Okay. So- yeah. I would. I did want to add it in terms of microwave mm-hmm. use, um, just a couple of things that, you know, you can get some leakage if, if your door is damaged or the seal isn't quite right. You always want to shut it off before you open the door. So those are just prudent things in terms of using okay. it. But um, again, if, if all of that is in check, then, then you're good to go. And just do not microwave in plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like stick to glass. Yeah, that sounds like a really good advice. And I was just at the supermarket yesterday and I was looking for sweet potatoes and they had this sweet potato wrapped in plastic and it said, microwave no. me. I'm ready. I'm microwave ready. And I thought, <laughs> oh my gosh, really? Are we still, are we still doing stuff like yeah. this? But I know. Uh, well, I want to end with the question that I, um, often ask, what is one thing I can do today to not get cancer again? Oof. Well, so that we don't beat up ourselves, we only have so much control. Mm. So that's a little bit of an out, but there are some things that can reduce our risk. So, uh, and I think one of the most important things is keeping our air clean. Mm. Okay. So the air that we breathe. And the reason for that is because of the amount of exposure that we get when we breathe. We breathe 12 times a minute. So when you add that, how many times in 24-hour period that you're actually inhaling potential chemicals, that adds up. Where, you know, personal care products, maybe you only apply them after you take a shower. You know, maybe you only wash your hair once a week. Mm -hmm. Or, okay, yes, we eat throughout the day, but again... We have choices and it's only three times a day. We're breathing 12 times Mm. a minute. So that's why I think keeping your air clean is probably the number one uh, thing for me to suggest. Mm. That's really good advice. And, And I'm also hearing and reading and research that you know, you don't have to have a $800 air purifier. You can really do a lot by maybe opening your windows for a few minutes a day and having plants in your house. Correct. Plants are terrific, but they don't, they don't make a huge impact. So they make a small Mm. impact. Every little bit helps. Okay. But like you said, opening up the windows is terrific unless it's, you know, minus five degrees outside, (laughs) which it is, which it was this weekend in New Hampshire. Um, but, uh, we, we also suggest you know, air filters and purifiers and which ones are better than others. There's some that you should stay away from. Right. But yeah, there there are lots of things that you can okay. do. So it sounds like maybe just getting up, keeping my windows open for a few minutes in the morning can have a have a great impact on the air that I'm breathing throughout the day. Yep. And ventilate when you cook. Oh, tell well, us more about we that. Have, we have, sure. Well, we typically in a home, we have two areas of ventilation. You usually have, you know, a fan, an exhaust fan in the bathroom, right? You also usually have, usually have in the kitchen an exhaust fan over um, the cook Mm -hmm. stove. Not every home has that, sadly to say. Um, But if you have it, you definitely want to use it because even if you're not using gas, just cooking food because of the burning process 
of the food itself is releasing uh, all sorts of chemicals, but gas is worse um, by a long shot. So you definitely want some kind of, you know, ventilation system at the very least open windows when you are, are cooking with a gas stove. Hmm. Uh, and you can also ventilate again in your bathroom. If the air is being sucked out, it's going to be sucking in, creating a vacuum mm -hmm. in, in your space. So that, that air filtration, filtration is going to come in through the little windows that leak in your door and stuff like right. that. But at least it's an air exchange. Mm -hmm. So ventilation is one of the things that you can do. Oh, I love that. And, you know, I don't often think about ventilating when I'm cooking. Ah, okay, now no, you will. I will. You <laughs> bet. I mean, I usually do open a a window or a door, but it's far from my kitchen and right. I don't have a good fan. So fascinating. Oh, that was, that's given yeah. me a lot and to you, think about, Debbie. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Um, and, and just so that people know, um, if you, if you are ever putting in a fan in your, in your kitchen, there are two types. There are ones that exhaust to the outside mm -hmm. and there are ones that just circulate the air and that basically the ones that circulate the air are useless. Mm -hmm. So you definitely want to exhaust to the outside. To the outside. Yeah. Ah, thank you so much for this conversation. I I learned a lot. That was um, very eye opening about the EDCs and great takeaway with the distance is your friend. So, Debbie, thank you for My coming on. Why did I get cancer? It was a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me today on the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I've got my shopping guide for all of my cancer self-care items in the show notes, along with information about today's guest and our show's sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. Keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a gal that got diagnosed with cancer and wanted answers. If you need medical advice, please be sure to consult with a medical professional. And thank you for listening. 